It's ten times the terror. Hello there. All right, as we're getting ready for Christmas, which is just about upon us, I'd like to have uh, share a few thoughts on what I would call uh, fear, faith, and who was born on December 25th. We generally think of Christmas as a time of joy, uh, a time of uh, rejoicing and celebrating happiness. And yet, when we look at the more serious treatments of Christmas, uh, that's not an accurate description. Uh, certainly there is joy in Christmas. Uh, there's promise, there's hope. Uh, there's the message of peace on earth and goodwill to all with whom God is pleased and all of that. But when we look at the actual story of Christmas in the Bible, uh, it's pretty grim. First of all, uh, you, everything is set in motion by Caesar Augustus. And what we know is that Augustus was not only an emperor, but uh, he was declared a deity, declared a son of God uh, by, by his followers. He was the subject of that in Virgil's classic work, the Aeneid, and also uh, the Senate on his death officially affirmed the fact that uh, he was deified. He was a son of God, which puts him in a direct collision course with the claims that are made about Jesus. Um, Augustus presided over a Roman Empire that could very often be brutal and merciless. Now, in addition to that, we have Herod, who orders the death of all the male children under the ages of two, a, a devastating slaughter, a massacre. These are all parts of what we call the Christmas story. And they're very dark and very disconcerting. And I want to just reflect on the fact that Christmas properly understood, forces us to deal with darkness, to deal with uh, actually the problem of evil. Uh, it's not all just sugar plums and uh, Rudolph and, um, and getting presents, but it's coming to terms with who we actually are. See, here, here's at the heart of the issue. Uh, according to the Bible, uh, Jesus is sent into the world not because people are asking for him or expecting him or wanting him in any way. Uh, people uh, have totally disregarded God. Uh, God has sent the Ten Commandments as well as the whole Torah, which we call the Old Testament, made it very clear what God considered a good life and what are the requirements of leading a good life. It's simply as basic as keeping the Ten Commandments. But none of that happens, even God's chosen people rebel against him not once but many times, and humans as a whole do this over and over again. I think of some of the most famous uh, uh, Christmas stories, starting with Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. They can be very dark and disturbing. They're, they're ghosts. And uh, the climactic scene where Scrooge has to see his own tombstone in a, an old cemetery, lays out what is one of the most frightening images in all of English literature, the whole idea of seeing, seeing yourself dead. Uh, and that does, of course, force Scrooge to come to terms with who he really is and what he's really all about and the way he's leading his life. But in order to get to the reformed Scrooge, 
the Scrooge who emphasizes the the, um, the peace, hope, and joy of Christmas. You have to go through the darkness of uh, Marley's ghost and the spirits. And all of this is to mean that you have to come to terms with who you really are. Scrooge has a total illusion about himself. Uh, he has a great line he makes to Marley's ghost that Marley, Jacob, you are always a good man of business where Marley just screeches out at that. And that's so, so unimportant. But uh, Scrooge would see himself as a good man of business. A lot of people today might see themselves just as successful in their businesses or their careers, whatever pursuits they have. And without raising the larger question of what kind of a person am I and what kind of an impact am I making on my world? And when we acknowledge the fact that the world we live in uh, is far from perfect and that it can be a very, very dark place. Now, it's the Gospel of John that talks about Jesus coming in the darkness. It says the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not overcome it. And we try to avoid that reality of the darkness. You know, Dickens wrote several uh, Christmas stories, little, little novels. Uh, one, actually, The Chimes is about New Year's. But one that is very provocative and not many people know is, is the, um, the Haunted Man and the Ghost Bargain, which sounds like a horror story, but in some ways it is. It's a ghost story. And it's about a man who wants to uh, escape the negative uh, memories of his life. And so he wants to wipe clean any memory he has of the past. Just take it all away. But uh, when he does that, uh, he realizes that he's he's less than human. It's a little bit like uh, George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life, uh, wanting to not be born. And then has to confront a world without him that is very dark and disturbing. And uh, in, in Dickens' story here of the haunted man, uh, he tries this experiment of not having any memory of what has happened before, but then he has no, no foothold in, in humanity. And he finally ends with his prayer of make my memory forever green. Make my memory forever green. Because as bad as things have been in the past, and as bad as they might be in the future, uh, we are in the process of trying to learn how to cope with those things. Uh, and Jesus comes into the world to be what we are not. He's human, just as we are in every respect, except without sin. But he's not just a, a cute baby in a manger scene that we see in all these um, Christmas displays. He comes to, to, to be the light that will overcome the darkness. Now, the theme of light is, of course, very important here when we talk about Christmas. And that brings up the, this question about December 25th, because the fact is uh, there's no, no claim anywhere that Jesus was ever born on December 25th. In all likelihood, he was probably born in the spring since the uh, shepherds were out in the fields by night. And it was also a season where taxes were being collected. And then, as now, taxes are collected like in April because it's got to be nice enough weather so that the tax collector will not face difficulties in, in uh, 
making his collections. The person who was born on December 25th is the god Mithras, who was a Persian god who came into Rome right around the same time as the life of Jesus and became actually kind of a rival figure. Uh, <coughs> Mithras was born on December 25th. December 25th for uh, the Romans was the shortest day of the year. For us, I think it's December 21st or something. And their belief was this, that uh, Mithras was a, uh, a god of light. He represented the sun. He was uh, the god of the invincible sun. And in the worldview of Mithras, there were the world was essentially the lo location of twin brothers, one good and one evil. And these brothers uh, were in a perpetual combat with each other. Uh, and the, the one was Ahura Mazda and the other was uh, Angramanu or Araman. And uh, in order to keep evil from winning out, Ahura Mazda arranges, to, arranges for the birth of a special savior hero uh, who will be Mithras, who will be this god of the sun. And uh, with that god of the sun, uh, he can prevent evil from winning this battle. Now, the problem is, though, evil can never be defeated in this system. All you can hope for is kind of a draw, kind of a, a tie to uh, hold things uh, in some constant tension, even though you can never advance to the fact where evil will finally ever be destroyed. Uh, Mithras just keeps the balance there so that evil can't totally prevail, but nor can he totally prevail against evil. And according to the beliefs here of the Romans, they did not live in a scientific age. Uh, as they saw the days getting shorter and darker, they saw they thought that Mithras was going through a period of death. And that uh, he was born out of a cave and he was going to return back to this cave. And of course, the concern was if it kept getting darker and darker, maybe Mithras would die. They had this concept. He could die. So uh, a tremendous emphasis was placed on trying to bring him back to life. Uh, prayers, worship, special celebrations, all of that. Uh, so that on his birthday, December 25th, he would be reborn. And the world could go on for another year, knowing that evil could not totally win, but nor could evil ever be overcome or overpowered. Now, and again, uh, myth. So Mithras, in this idea of being reborn as the, 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 the god of the invincible sun, uh, represents the, also the, the cycle of life that was so important to ancient people. If the cycle of life broke down, uh, famine resulted, and that was the most deadly thing that ancient people feared. Uh, war was terrible. Uh, diseases were deadly and awful, but they didn't affect every single individual. When there was no food, every single person was affected. So in this system, uh, calling Mithras back to life was calling the earth back to life uh, for a, another whole cycle of growth, planning, and uh, harvesting of crops. Okay. Now, what would happen is that there would be these prayers offered up, and the hope would be that on December 25th, Mithras would be reborn and the cycle would continue. Now, 
ancient people did not have telescopes. And how would they know when if they could see that the days were becoming longer rather than shorter? Well, they had to do it with their naked eye. And so it would take about a week before they could see that ever so slightly that the days were beginning to get to be longer. And then, uh, so they would look at that and a week after December 25th, they would see the sun was starting to uh, emerge a little, have a little longer days. They would then hold a great celebration. They would have parties. Uh, they would have sporting events. They would give gifts, all of this. And what more importantly for the Romans, they would declare a new year. So this is what we celebrate even to this day. Uh, December 25th, the rebirth of the sun. And a week later is what? January 1st, a new year. Now, how did Jesus get caught up in part of this? That December 25th is Jesus' birthday. You know, I'm wearing a, a, a sweatshirt that uh, uh, my daughter and son-in-law gave me. Uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, which I, I firmly believe. But I have to acknowledge it's not really that case because December 25th is the birthday not of Jesus, but of Mithras. Well, this is what happened. Uh, as the Romans were celebrating the birth of Mithras on December 25th, Christians would not participate because they regarded Mithras as a false god. He was not the true god. But so they were then basically doing nothing. But then the, their thought came, why not use this as an opportunity for witnessing, for communicating the biblical message about Jesus? So they started to hold celebrations and services to honor the birth of Jesus on December 25th, because they would say Jesus was the true eternal light, not Mithras. Uh, and uh, we have the line from Hark the Herald Angels sing that uh, risen with healing in his wings, hail the heaven born Prince of Peace. All of this is language that got associated with the emperor and by extension, sometimes even with Mithras. But so, so Christians started celebrating the birth of Jesus as a counter move to the society they lived in where the birth of Mithras was being celebrated on December the 25th. And Christians evolved this celebration into more than just a day. Uh, it became 12 days. And hence we have the 12 days of Christmas. And then after the 12 days of Christmas, January 6th, we have the coming of, uh, of the wise men uh, you know, from the east, from Persia, which is where Mithras came from. And there's a real irony in that, that the, the same land that brought forth Mithras now brings forth the, uh, the wise men who, who bow before the baby Jesus and bring him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The real difference, though, is this. Because in the story of Mithras, there is no final overcoming of the power of evil. In Christmas, the birth of Jesus is the beginning of the end of the power of evil, death, sin, and Satan. Bach, in his great work, the Christmas Oratorio, uh, ends it on the day of Epiphany, where he takes the, um, the, the tune of O Sacred Head Now Wounded, which is associated with Good Friday, of course. 
and turns it into a triumphal march. That now vengeance has been taken on all the foes of humanity. Uh, that Jesus is the one who will be King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and He will reign forever and ever. And evil will be destroyed. And so that's when we look at it, like the change in whether it's Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, whether it's the haunted man, the ghost bargain, uh, or whether it's um, George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life. All of those are predicated on the fact that things will get better, that evil and pain and suffering and sin itself will be overcome. Uh, because of the birth of Jesus, not the birth of Mithras. So um, there's crossover. And again, also December 25th gets caught up with Norse mythology. And uh, actually, Santa Claus originally was a, um, uh, a Christian bishop, uh, St. Nicholas. But Santa Claus is sort of an elf figure. All gets kind of mixed together, which is OK, fine, provided we don't lose sight of what the main purpose is. and. Whereas Mithras just says, well, you can keep holding on and you can keep praying for a new year. Uh, it's never going to be totally better, but at least it can continue for one more year. As over against that, we want to think that Ebenezer Scrooge's Reformation is not just for one year or George Bailey's or anyone else's, but that in reality, the birth of Jesus heralds the event that evil can be destroyed. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian or believer, whether you're religious or not religious, we live in a world where there's a constant conflict between good and evil. And many times we're on the wrong side. We're on the evil side. And when we look at these great stories, like Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life, uh, we see what happens if the balance gets lost. And if it looks like uh, evil is going to finally win out, Mithras will claim, well, evil won't totally win out, but it'll never totally be defeated. The message that comes from the birth of Jesus is that evil cannot endure. It will not endure. And it will be overcome. And Christ will be Lord of all. And uh, again, whether you have religious beliefs or not, there is an affirmation of hope there and of faith that... Uh, Good will overcome evil, and we need to be on the right side of that question. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And yes, there will be a new year. And if not this year, still in the years to come, evil will be overcome. Thank you for listening to It's Ten Times the Terror. The you are impossible. Well, you're well Thank you for listening to 10 Times the Terror. This podcast would not be possible without listeners like you. You can find out more about our podcast by visiting our website, 10timestheterror.com. That's 10xtheterror.com.